Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Joe Smith. And today's episode is called Storming the Capitol. It, I mean, uh, we're not storming the Capitol today. today. But that's the topic that anyway, uh, we're talking about what happens when we worship idols, trust false prophets and forsake holiness. That is a whole lot. It's going to get real, y'all. It's going to get real. And we all saw it. Y'all already saw you it. You know. You saw it. And <laughs> the nation slipped. <laughs> we, we wanted to talk about something else, but you can't. You have to address oh the elephant in the room or the donkey in the room. Whichever one you're voting for, we're addressing both. Either way, the animal should not be in the room. Get the animal out of the room. Um, But Hmm. um, before we get into everything, I just want to say I'm glad that we live nowhere near that place right now. I'm so thankful. Uh, And for those of you who are near DC, I'm sorry. Y'all always getting crazy people showing up. Yeah, always getting crazy people showing up protesting and bringing COVID and all sorts of (laughs) of nonsense. Oh my goodness. But you know what I am thankful for? I, I was very thankful on the day. That this happened, which actually was also our son's seventh birthday. Yes, definitely. Which I was like, thank goodness he's not on social media. This would have ruined his birthday. If he was like a teenager and was like, I'm so excited to be turning 16. Yeah. Thanks, America. Thanks. Thank. Cheers. Any- <laughs> anyway, um, we had some family who actually shared live video mm-hmm. and were able to um, give testimony to like, no, this really did happen. This is what's happening. This is what we're seeing. This is how we're feeling. We live here. Yeah. And I so appreciate the age that we're in that not only like, I'm I'm thankful that we don't live in that area. Like I'm thankful for that. But I was also thankful that those that we know who did were able to share like in real time. So we don't have to like in this age where we talk about, or we hear about, I should say fake news and media, like bolstering things up or Mm -hmm. exaggerating things. I'm like, you know what? We can go straight to the source. Let's go That's to right. the streets and get it from the people. That from, is such a blessing. The, taking it to the streets. <laughs> um, you, you, I was expecting a full-on song. I after was, that. I that was pretty good. Uh, you caught me off guard I with was, that one. I was excited for it. Um, okay, so let's talk about what we saw. Okay. Looking at the, the raid on the U.S. Capitol. Mm-hmm. Um, and first off, there's a lot of people that are like, well, not everybody was raided. Not everybody was rioting. We know. We know not every single person. There are some things that go without saying, and that's one of them. Yeah. And you also don't have to tell us because we were the same people saying, oh, hey, you know, these other protests that were happening, not all the people that were there you know, were rioting. Yes. Yeah, so and you know, it's, it's interesting that we hear the exceptionalism on one side. We mm-hmm. hear this like, well, not everyone there was doing it from most of the time, the same people who would also use the term all. Mm hmm. Who would want to lump everyone into so, a certain thing? Saying that those lives also matter. Also it's matter. It's just yeah. interesting. We, we talk about the exceptionalism here. I, that's one thing that I know we saw that day. Yeah. Well, one of the things that really, um, for the past four years, has really been uh, scary is the cult of personality. Mm. And we've kind of seen the culmination of that, right? Yes. Yes. Um, actually, we were on a family outing one day. And we walked out of, uh, we were in this cool little place having a picnic and we walked out and there was actually a, a Trump rally happening yeah, it was very at weird. this location out of nowhere. We were in this place for 15 minutes. And it was all a sudden, very rural location too. Yes. It was like way out in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. Take like a dirt road or three to get there. Yeah. And it was all these like dune buggies with, with Trump flags. It was, it was weird. And a lot of beers and koozies and whole red lot, hats. A whole lot of that. It was like and, a red hat society meeting. <laughs> 
Only not nearly as many cute old ladies. Seriously, and they're not going to play bingo or watch a play. Right. Um, but we we were we came out and I I mean I have no stock. I'm not mad at none of these people. I don't care none about right. them. Um, I mean, I care about them. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is I'm not angry or I have any issue with right. these people, but I immediately felt unwanted unwelcome and unsafe. Yeah. Um, and I walked out and I was like, uh, we got to go. Let's, <laughs> let's go ahead. We're going to leave. Go ahead and pack our stuff and head on out. Yes. And what we saw at the, the raid on the Capitol is we saw a lot of that, that same, um, that same vibe, that same feel mm. of these people who have bought into this cult of personality who took Trump's loss personally. Yeah. We're incited by rhetoric. We're mm-hmm. incited by um, all sorts of stuff that was going on. Senators and people talking about seceding from the nation and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff happening. And they, they got caught up in the nonsense mm-hmm. um, and they really lost themselves yeah. or maybe found themselves. I don't know who they are. Um, and then charged through with well, the help of all sorts of people that shouldn't have been helping. Yeah, but all you have that on mm-hmm. one side of it. On the other side, you have some more extreme things at play. You have... Um, on the evangelical side, mm-hmm. you have this buying into not only the cult of personality mm-hmm. and the beloved chosen one, mm. but you also have these prophecies Come on. that yeah. have really, it's just so crazy to me how bizarre this age is right now with the prophet. We have a, well, a pastor we listen to that calls him prophylize. Yeah. That's what a lot of it is. Prophylize. Um, but yeah. like when you have that, it's like, and these, and there's some of them are so like simple, like they're very simple prophecies being spoken but they're so incredibly wrong well what happened so for those of you don't understand like a prophet is supposed to foretell or foretell the truth of god right you're supposed to speak the word of god Mm -hmm. that god has given you the crazy thing is old testament you couldn't call yourself a prophet unless your prophecy came true right and if a prophecy ever didn't come true and you called yourself a prophet they would stone you to death you would be gone like no you can't just be lying on Mm -hmm. god out here Mm -hmm. but nowadays um, and not just now, I mean, for the past, however long people can just be like, yeah, God told me this and people and with buy such into authority. it. Yeah. And people buy into it because they've got a church or they've got a, an established name or whatever. And without actually going to the word themselves, they're just buying, they're eating up this garbage that's coming out of people's mouths yeah. instead of going to the word and be like, okay, God says that. Where did God say that? Right. Book chapter verse. what do he say? Cause show right. me, show me. Cause right now it sounds like this is this awesome, awesome prophecy that you just made up, right? Right. If you ain't seen the Lego so, movie, I'm just shouting it that out. That is a really great prophecy. <laughs> that you just made up. Because that's, I mean, we can go back to right before the, the um, election mm. when you had all of these people who had been backing uh, number 45 mm-hmm. talking about, well, he's not going to lose and he's God's chosen and, and just you wait, he's going to win and he's going to come out on time. God has said, set an appointed time for this man. I don't know if it's the same God because my God don't lie. I don't know. And he, he doesn't get it wrong. My God change. never gets it wrong. He and he, yeah. He does. So I don't know what God you're listening to. Yeah. But, but yeah. just like you're saying, people were buying into these prophecies mm-hmm. and it was, it was bolstering up their already held bias. Yeah. And entitlement. Yeah. That's one thing. Like I know, and America is an incredible nation. Like Bless there's beyond measure. so yeah. many things that have been accomplished on this, um, like in within the realm of what America is and and has been. Yeah. But we also carry with us at times and and foreigners. Like if you go to other places, a or lot if you're of them watching from another place. It's you not probably US. recognize Americans have a very unique sense of entitlement and braggadociousness. Yeah. That is, it's almost become celebrated in American culture. Oh, it definitely has. Um, to where certain things are equated with being American 
only because they're great, right? America loves winners. I mean, really. <laughs> um, and so there's this, ent- you have another level to, the, to all of this is the dysfunction of the entitlement to win mm-hmm. and to be the best and to be right. And, but only for a certain demographic of people. Yes. So what, yes. what a lot of people were commenting on was the, the duality of Americas that we saw on Wednesday, mm. where we saw um, definite, if you didn't, don't understand uh, the definition of white privilege, and again, we're not going to harp on it. We got a whole episode about it. Yeah, um, you should go watch it. But again, ask yourself, what would happen if this were um, a group of Muslims yeah. that did this? Yeah. What would happen if this were a group of black people? What would or happen? Or immigrants. Or if, yeah, this were a group of Mexican people. Like, just ask yourself, and you wouldn't even have, you don't even have to think very hard. Like, mm-hmm. oh, obviously they'd die. Like, it, it's I mean, we, we know what done. would probably happen. Yeah. 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 And so, like, there's this duality because there is a certain demographic of people that have bought into this understanding that, that their way is right mm-hmm. and that they're, um, they're entitled to win. They're yeah. entitled to, to do whatever they want. Yeah. And part of that is being fed by, by false prophecy. It's mm-hmm. being fed by the false prophets. It's being fed by those who are trying to tickle the ears of the masses. Yeah. And a lot of that comes from um, searching for prophets mm. from the prophecy. What? Prophet, P-R-O-F-I-T. Come on now. See? Yeah. For profit profits. That's my next album. My next rap album. I'm just Yeah. Profits for profit. And, and that's always, like, there's always been that. Mm-hmm. There have always been those who want to tell people what they want to hear. All the way back to the Old Testament, you see? Yeah. That? And honestly, like, I think of modern-day fortune-telling. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot of times what we see with false prophets is, like, you're just a fortune-teller. You're just telling people what they want to hear. Yeah. And usually in exchange for goods or services or even just a following. You just want to have a following of people who will who will um, bolster your sense of um, validation. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, like... The hardest thing to see is is this narrative at work that um, that what is is wrong mm-hmm. because it doesn't align with what I wanted to happen or what I was told was going to happen by the person I trusted. Yeah, which doesn't isn't living life on life's terms. First off, it's not mm. understanding the world as it is. Right. Um, but it's also this understanding of just it's it's not the way I want it to be, so I'm going to reject it. Um, Instead of being like, it's not the way I want it to be. So I'm disappointed. So I'm disappointed. So I'm frustrated. Okay. Um, it's, it's a weird, that's a weird place to be. Yeah. That you believe just because something didn't happen the way you want it to, you now have to force Make it, it to happen. Ha- force yeah. it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's like, and honestly, we talked about this being fed to people. Like mm-hmm. you, you can, you can truly incite people. Um, without explicitly spelling out to them what they should or should not do. Yeah, Marilyn, not Marilyn Manson, <laughs> Charles Manson. Marilyn Manson Marilyn is Manson, a musician. Yes. <laughs> uh, Charles Manson never actually killed anybody. Oh, uh, yeah. He only wow. incited people to kill people. He only wow. uh, coerced people to do the work. And so, and yet he still, mm. you know, died in prison or whatever happened to him. I don't know. Um, was found guilty. Yeah, he was Either in way. prison. I, I'm pretty sure he died in prison. Um, but yeah, you can inc- you can definitely incite people without yeah. verbally saying, go and do this. Yeah. You should do this thing because I, I think it's the best thing for you to do, yeah. but you can convince people so much that if they lose, that it means like a lot of it's fear. We've talked about this too. When you, Definitely. when you sow fear just enough, all it takes is one little push. Like yeah. and you get people to do whatever you want them to do. And, and really the, the question, one of the questions I think that got posed to people who were in this place of like wanting to riot and, mm-hmm. and cause this chaos is, well, what, what do you do? What do you do when, when you've convinced yourself that, that a victory has been stolen from you? Yeah. Like, what do you do when, when God's chosen one loses? 
And honestly, this is a question that the people, like the disciples of Jesus Christ, had to reckon with. Mm -hmm. What are we supposed to do now? Our leader is being crucified right before us. Yeah. What does not this mean for us? Not in any way, shape, or form. Not comparing uh, the two. The not two. Com not not equating the two. Yeah. But I'm saying like this is a question that these people were faced with. That is not a new question. It's not a new thing no. for us to be faced with. Of like, wow, what do we do? And things don't go the way we want them to. When our yeah, when our worldly hopes are disappointed or dashed, and right. uh, we get a lot of examples of that in scripture. Mm -hmm. uh, holding on to hope, persevere. Yeah, we get the idea in Paul who was facing persecution told people to um, live at peace with everybody right. right the the hard part for me in all of this is watching people um equate the name of christian with this chaos that's happening yeah equate the name of especially evangelical because if you don't know what the word evangelical means it means one who bears good news right mm -hmm. evangelism is sharing the good news so being yeah. an evangelical is one who is about the good news of god yeah and so how can you equate the good news of jesus christ which is good news to the poor mm -hmm. good news to the marginalized and then equate that with um domestic terrorism yeah like that they're not the same, right? They're definitely not the and same. And it's also understanding why is it good news? That's one thing that yeah. I think many American evangelicals are not understanding is that the good news is not that, Oh, you get to win everything and that everything Jesus always going to make way. you rich. And, no, that, no, that's, that's actually terrible news. It's catastrophic news. Yeah. Um, the good news is good because we live in a world that's broken and fallen and we see it in every aspect of our lives. A apart yeah. from politics, we see the destruction and, and just the, the, the utter, or the complete like loss of hope that is evident in our world in yeah. so many different ways. So the good news mm -hmm. comes in and like overshadows that. It's yeah. not just, it's not like you said, it's not, it's not the health and wealth gospel. That is terrible news for people. Yeah. It's terrible news for those who are suffering right now to tell them that, Oh, if you just believe enough, then this is going to change. If you just have the thought enough and you just tell yourself enough that it's going to change this, that's not the good news. The good news also isn't equating it to, um, a worldly power. Exactly. The good news is not, um, well, it's not an if, election. No, you can't elect the good news. Like the gospel is a gospel, no matter who sits in the white house. Wow. Like Jesus is on the throne, no matter what nation you live in. Like Jesus mm. is still Jesus and the good news to the poor, is still the good news to the poor. Come on. And so you have to understand that the good news of Jesus Christ is uh, for the people of God to be empowered to live differently than the world. And so when we start to see worldly powers um, aligning themselves with false prophecy, Come on. and these, these four prophet prophets who are, are preaching a word that is to tickle the masses and to send them into some sort of um, unified worldly frenzy, like it, it, it goes against everything Christ talks about. Yeah. And so what we need is for people to uh, denounce this nonsense. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, as a believer in Christ, you have to be like, that is not the way Christ has called us to yeah, You're getting to into practical act. stuff already. No, I'm just, I'm, it's just, it just works together. Y'all, yeah. it just works out. <laughs> well, and like this, this idea of things didn't go my way mm -hmm. and I was told they were going to go this other way. And, and, and this has been stolen from me, right? We have this, this is constantly the, the, the mantra it's been stolen yeah so what do you do what's the what's the thing we do as human beings we want to steal it back right stop we're gonna the steal. fight we're gonna That's stop the, the steal by stealing because that makes sense we're gonna fight fire with fire and somehow the world's not gonna burn because but that's what jesus said right and that's the opposite not only that's not the opposite of what jesus said it's the opposite of what he did how he demonstrated he, yeah yes he demonstrated because under the law of the land jesus was actually robbed of his rightful justice yeah he was completely innocent yep yet he was crucified yep the people cried out for Barabbas. Jesus was robbed. You want to talk about somebody getting something stolen from them. His look, life. Look at Jesus Christ, stolen yeah. from him. Yet when reviled, he 
he did not revile. Yeah. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. He did not strike out. He did not. And actually, even when his disciples did, he rebuked them. Was like, hey, yeah. hey, hey, we're not here for this yeah. today. That's not that's not the kingdom that he brought. It was a kingdom of violence. Right. And he does say that the, the kingdom is, is advancing and violent men take it by force. Yes, yes. This isn't what he's talking about. He's right. not talking about a, a worldly election that we have to force our way to to change the outcome. Mm. Like the the way that we change the outcome is we we influence our circle of influence yeah. with the gospel of Jesus Christ, not the gospel of nationalism. Right. We influence the people that we know with the gospel of hope. And then that ripple effect changes the world. That's how 12 people in Galilee changed the entire world. Well, and it, it's also not us actively constantly working and striving to change things. It's first being changed. Got to be changed. You talk about, you just said it like we don't, we don't elect the good news. We don't elect good into happening. We don't legislate. We are the elect. Exactly. (laughs) But it's because the gospel elects us and therefore we are, we are transformed. And as we are transformed and wholly transformed, Mm -hmm. W H O L L Y, as well as being holy in our transformation. Yes. Yes. We are able to see change happen. And it's not something that, that we grab by force. That's yeah. part that's one of the things about the gospel that I find is so um it's almost irresistible. Yeah. Is that his grace getting a little getting a little sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just saying it's just so Speak, it's so attractive. Doctor. It's no, it so is. attractive. It definitely is. Is that you're not we don't force people. There are so many religions and religious groups that force people into conversion. They force people into believing this yeah. is the truth and you must say it or else. But Jesus comes and he came in a humble form and he came and in a way offers and, salvation. Yes. And he invites us in. Yeah. And what are we showing people? Evangelical Christians, evangelical Americans out there. What are you showing people when all they see is you forcing things to happen Yeah, simply that, because you were told that you were entitled to it? I love how scripture says, let your reasonableness be known by all. Good job right. saying that word Reason, fast. Reasonableness. Reasonableness. Re- oh, I could do it too. <laughs> there you go. It sounded much harder. Everyone together. Reasonableness. reasonableness. There we go. <laughs> um, scripture says, let your reasonableness be known by all. Because yes. um, it also, the other scripture that's coming to mind right now, and I, I don't know verses very well. I know I the verse, Google. I'm gonna Google but it. I don't know the address. Um, about uh, a soldier doesn't get caught up in civilian things, right? Yes. What we're demonstrating when we start to merge our faith with uh, nationality, with a, a nationalism is you start to get caught up in civilian things. How can you preach the gospel to everyone who needs to hear it when you're so caught up in, in dividing yourself and when you've put your identity in lesser things, right? Mm. Because now my identity is not in the gospel of grace. It's not right. in Jesus Christ. My identity now is in who I am as a Republican or a Democrat or a, a whatever, mm-hmm. right? I've put my identity in that and then the Christianity, I'm tagging that on. Like, yeah, because everyone who is one of these things is also a Christian. Right. Um, and so now I have to I have to defend my way of life, my identity, this thing that I've placed my my focus on. Mm. And and what I'm doing is I'm painting the gospel by whatever paintbrush that I'm living out. Yeah, which incidentally, there's so many images we have. Um, this is a great thing about Google. You know, you can go and historical, the Google, the Google, the historical websites, you can go and just a side note, that scripture that you were talking about is second mm-hmm. Timothy two, four. Yes. Yeah, um, but you, <laughs> but you can go and you can find these images. There are pictures of clan members, mm-hmm. clansmen, as it were in churches. They had services during clan they, meetings. Like, like they, they, they're they, baptizing they, people. Take, take your hood off. I got to sprinkle you. <laughs> like there, there's, that's so ridiculous. There's like a mass, um, there's there's clansmen in mass who mm-hmm. are also Christians, yeah. but that does not mean that being a clansman or woman 
made you a Christian. Although I think they did call themselves like the the Christian white knights. They did. Of yes, they did. White knights of Christ. We don't want to give them that credence yeah, here. We well, definitely don't. And you're talking about identity and placing your your hope and your identity in lesser things. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you the problem with this whole thing. This mm-hmm. whole this issue that we're talking about. Storming the Capitol, for those of you listening is not watching. Storming the Capitol. Sorry, I'm gesturing a lot. The problem is <laughs> not rudely is, or anything. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that people put their identity in things other than the Lord. And I'm just gonna say, you broke the first commandment, bro. Yeah. Come and on. sister. There's women there too. It's not it a guy bro. girl thing. Bros for everybody. Everybody <laughs> can be a bro. <laughs> Person, you broke the first commandment. Yeah. You shall have no other gods before me. In other words, your affection, your devotion. Your love, your forward motion, everything you do cannot be for any other person, place, thing, or idea yeah. besides Jesus. Yeah. That's the first thing he said. He said it first for a reason. Yeah. And I think when we were looking, we were talking about this and we're looking at it, it's like, what? There's so many layers and levels so to how layers. wrong this was. Mm-hmm. And there's so many ways we can look back and say, man, this is why it happened. This is why it happened. Well, it's because of this. We can do that all day long and exhaust ourselves, but ultimately it's because you broke the first commandment, bro. Well, and, and to take it into the New Testament, mm-hmm. um, when Jesus was asked, what are the, the first, what, what's the greatest commandment, right? right. It's, he said, honor the Lord your God, you know, love the Lord your God with all you are, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right. And so when we're putting anyone else on that throne, we're not honoring God with Come all on. that we are. We, when and, we, yeah, go ahead. And so the, um, the image that we're being fed, this, this idolatry, Mm. Um, is this merge of national identity, yeah. this merge of cultural identity, yeah. uh, a lot of times a merge of racial identity with what you are being told is the word of God. Mm. And you start to to merge all that together and you you build up this false idol Come on. that you can't find in the word where it says this. So you're believing these fake prophets and so you're like, well, they said this was the thing. And then when what they prophesy doesn't come true, when your hopes are dashed because your idol falls to the ground, I mean, just read the Old Testament. It happened over and over and over mm-hmm, and over and mm-hmm. over. Um, then you're left with one or two choices. Either I fight to make this work the way that I want it to, or I have to be like, oh, dang, I was wrong. Wow. It's, and like, I have to turn away from this. It's weird. It's an like R a, word. It's like a, it's like there's a word Reverse? for that. Reverse? No. Rewind. Reverse. Reverse for the Re- kingdom is at hand. Tent is the yes. <laughs> well, and and honestly, we just read the story of the golden calf. Mm-hmm. Remember when Aaron, like, they come to him, like, make us a god because we don't know what happened to Moses. Your boy Moses, he gone. We don't we don't understand what he's doing. Yeah. Even though Moses was like up there with the Lord, it was very clear. Like, it was very I'm be clear back what he days. said. I'm going. To, but the people were like, we can't count. We don't know how long he's been gone. And <laughs> and but I can't that, read. This is a different version. I can't read. <laughs> I can't count. Aaron, make me a god. Aaron's like, all right, bring me the gold, you know, earrings and stuff, melted it, made it into the thing. When Aaron got questioned, mm-hmm. Aaron, what are you doing? That's when Moses is like, what happened? Aaron is so quick to sell the people out. Quickly. Well, they they asked for it, and I don't know what happened. I put all the gold in there, and this calf came out. <laughs> like Moses was just going to believe like it. Moses like Moses was just going, oh, okay. oh, yeah, totally. That, that happens all the time. I know what you mean, Aaron. I've done that before. No, like, <laughs> the, what happened was Aaron, being the leader at that point, mm-hmm. he's, he's leading the people. Yeah. He's just like, okay, just bring me what you got and I'll just figure out, I'll just, we'll just make something of it. Yeah. We don't, when we do that, we're placing our hope in, in fashioning things the way we want them to be. Yeah. We're expecting people to legislate righteousness. We're expecting a person to validate our feelings and our entitlement and our superiority. We, we trust a person Mm -hmm. to a person apart from Jesus to atone for our sins and, and, uh, to, to avoid that personal responsibility at the same time. We're like, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to have to do it. So Aaron, you make me a God. 
you know what yeah. president make me make some laws that make things right for me yeah and the that idolatry is so seductive because it leads us into um control it, it helps mm. us to feel control because like wow. if if there's an idol that i understand and that I, I know where it came from. Yeah, I know where it came from. I, I know what it takes to please this idol. I know how to serve it. Um, it's the same thing when Egypt, or not Egypt, when Israel asked for a king, right? Yeah. Um, they had God leading them through, <laughs> through his prophets. And they're like, no, nah, we want somebody that we can actually see and control and manage mm -hmm. because it gives us more sense of like, eh, we're like everybody else, right? Yeah. And so this, this idea of, uh, of control, of, of buying into these prophecies, of buying mm -hmm. into these false idols, of buying into these... The, this man-made stuff, yeah. um, it, it seduces us because we feel empowered. We feel mm. validated. We feel yeah. like we've got mascots up there that we can cheer on. Like, hey, that's my team. And we get so caught up in that that we forget when you're believing all of these false prophecies, when you're believing all of this stuff and it doesn't come true, then everything you just put your faith in shatters. Yeah. And we wonder why. And yeah. Well, how, I don't understand. I don't understand how this could possibly happen. I mean, all I did was construct this thing that was made of man-made materials and it's, it's That was never shatterable. meant to actually be everlasting. Right. Um, and when we plant seeds, yeah. we wonder after watering them for so long and continuing to foster this, we wonder, well, wait a minute, I planted the seeds of this, this, and this, idolatry and covetousness, and I, but I don't understand how I got this fruit. I don't understand how this sour <laughs> fruit came out. I was planting grapes the whole time, but why didn't I get apples? I don't understand. I wanted apples. Then and why were you planting grapes? Right. And, and of course, we're not saying, we're not, we're not talking about tit for tat here. We're not saying, mm -hmm. well, this only happened because, and we're not speaking in a, in a way of judgment. Like this, no. this is, um, this is not God's judgment. We don't believe that. And what we believe is there's still grace mm -hmm. in the moment and the grace to be able to look at this and say, okay, what, where did this come from? And how do we, how do we avoid this in the future? How can we learn from this? Um, one of the things we know is like prophesy, prophet liars mm. are not new. No, been around. It's been around. They're just a new brand. And uh, one of the things I've, I've really not understood or, and I feel like it was so foreign to me in this particular season was seeing a spiritual advisor to the, to the president being so elevated. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever seen that as prominent. I'm sure they've had them before, Yeah, but I don't know if I've ever noticed that before. Like it, if, it, yeah. if it's ever made a ripple in the, especially in the Christian communities. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's, that's been crazy. It's interesting. And it, uh, it reminded me of like the Kings and their wise men and their sorcerers and the, 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 viz the viziers. Like they would come in like, Oh yes, King, let us like when, when Moses was going to Pharaoh, he's like, mm -hmm. ah, we will, we will do the same thing that he did. See, watch. Yeah. And like that, it just, it just wasn't, it didn't sit right it, spiritually. What it felt like to me was um, like Christian tokenism. It felt because because the, the GOP has traditionally been uh, more aligned with evangelical Christianity. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was, there was so much talk around number 45 that um, maybe he didn't have a church. Maybe he didn't have a spiritual leader. It was like, well, check it out. I got this famous pastor. Right. She, and she's going to sign for me and say some stuff. Awesome. See, so I'm cool, guys. And Let she me fits in. the demographic. Honestly, the, yeah. the, the key, to, and, and again, this is this is all stuff that campaign advisors, they know what they're doing. Oh, yeah, she, definitely. She fits the key demographic of who we're trying to reach. Yeah. Who and will so, influence people. It, it very much seemed like tokenism or, or like some sort of mascot-ish wow. for me. Dang. Um, and it, it had always seemed that way. Plus, I didn't really know much about Paula White to, to begin with. We do now. Um, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, we sure do. <laughs> and who knows where the angel she was praying for went. Anyway. Um, before we, uh, actually, no, let's just jump into some practicality. Yeah. Okay. Let's do so, it. well, the, the most practical thing, mm -hmm. and you said it before is, is repentance and it's a church word. It's a fancy word. And we're like, well, what does that actually mean? 
it literally means to change your mind. That's all it means. It's literally what it means. And the reason we, we talk about the mind, because when we change our mind, it does change our behavior. Yeah. You can do all the things to um, formulaically change your method. Mm-hmm. But if you are not convinced in your mind that it needs to change, it will only last for a time. Yeah. We've seen that repeatedly in our own lives, right? You know what I'm talking about. Straight up. Um, so it's repent. It's change your mind about these things. What, what actually is a profit? What makes a profit true? What yeah. makes a profit false? Find out what the word says about prophecy. It's speaking the word of God. That's mm-hmm. not fortune telling. It's not yeah. telling you what you want to hear all the time. Shoot, I've got, I've had prophets in my life that have literally told me things about myself. I'm like, oh my goodness, and they're so right. And they, and every single time, book, chapter, verse. Yeah, it will be backed up by scripture every time. That just reminded me when you were like, oh my goodness, uh, <laughs> when in John four, when Jesus meets a woman at the well, Ooh, and he does everything about myself. Yeah, he he comes to her and he's like, yeah, you ain't married and you sleeping around. You got I this dude you're living you, with. And, and it wasn't like he was like, well, listen, let me tell you, in four days you're gonna uh, mm. you're gonna win the lotto. And no, he's like, listen, you're in sin. You're you're going against the word of God. And she goes back and she's like, y'all, he said, come, this is the man of God. Like, this is the Messiah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, know your word, Uh, please, y'all time. It is, it is not time right now to listen to what other people are saying about Jesus. You need to know Jesus yourself. You need to get in the word yourself. I mean, even the stuff we're saying here, don't take it at face value. Pick up your book, Mm. read it. And be like, oh, wow, there is a whole lot in here about yeah. trusting in the Lord, about knowing his plans, about not putting my trust in horses or in Egypt or in yeah. arrows or yeah. other other things. Chariots. Chariots, thank you. Yeah. Um, I said arrows. I meant chariots. <laughs> you know what I meant. Uh, <laughs> but putting your trust in, in the Lord and identifying yourself not with anything other than God himself. Mm-hmm. And so uh, take time. Repent of idolatry. Yeah. Turn away from falsehood. Turn away from man-made issues and man-made soothsayers. Mm. Dig into the word of God for yourself. Get to know Jesus for yourself. Yeah. It's it's imperative. Yeah. I would say um, another practical thing that Mm. I know is going to, it's probably going to rub somebody the wrong way. Here we go. But you need to put down the flag and you need to pick up your cross. Mm. The time is. What if your flag has a cross on it? I'm just kidding. If you're if okay, it's if you have a Christian crop. flag, there we go. I'm not talking about that one. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. Americans. But in truth, like the the time is is enough is enough. I know that's a phrase right now. Enough is enough is enough. The time is done for waving a flag. His yeah. banner over me is love. love. That's enough. Come on. But now. the cross. Jesus said we will pick up our cross, and that that is an image of suffering. It is an image of reproach. It's an it image is an, of self denial. Yes. And we, we must be willing to take that if we are going to be marked by our faith. We must be willing to pick it up. Yep. If you, if you can't, go back to something else, start reviewing what the word actually says. If you That's can't right. do that yet, if like, I can't, I can't deny the flag. I can't, I can't put down my Americanism. Okay, well, well then start where you can. And nobody's telling you to deny your Americanness. You don't deny because God sovereignly put you where you are now. Yes. But God is not calling you to identify primarily with your country Mm. with your language, with your nationality, mm-hmm. none of that. Our primary identifier is Christ. Amen. Primary Amen. identifier. Yes. So y'all, if you stuck with us this far, thank you so much. You're awesome. Um, you rock. Uh, if you want to get more content, please uh, join us with our inner circle because mm-hmm. we go deeper into content. We um, we share a bunch of stuff. They get all sorts of extra insights. And they actually got uh, first listen 
Well, yeah. second listen. Yeah. First listen was Beautiful People, but they got first listen to Kylie Joe's EP, which will be dropping this month. Um, it is called The Mixtape. And so you can join our, our inner circle by going to www.patreon.com slash Nick Smith Podcast. And you can join uh, the lowest tier for two, $2 a month. Yeah. Super simple. Um, the more you invest, the more you get in return. And so you can invest more in the ministry uh, to help the word get out and yeah. you will receive a ton more. Yes. So this has been an episode of the Nick Smith podcast. We hope you've gotten a dose of real life. No myth. Be Be blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith podcast. We are so glad that you joined us and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.